step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. You're ready. Five seconds to the open. Two men. Two men. Uh, make that three men. No marketable skills. Always just one step away. One step away. From the unemployment line. <laughs> Strip Club Radio with Tim Rhodes, Dane Hansen, and Glenn Miller starts now. Showtime. Oh, It is Strip Club Radio. Tim Rhodes, Glenn Miller, and Wild Bill Fields filling in for Dane Hansen today. Wild Bill, how you doing, buddy? Amazing. We are <laughs> three strip club DJs. I They did a Where Are They Now segment on uh, in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution on me a couple days ago. <laughs> the guy that, do, that does the radio and television articles, you know, he keeps you up to date on the ratings and all that stuff. So he called me and said, hey, uh... Somebody from the 96 Rock Days wants to know what you're doing now. So I said, well, okay, I'll, I'll do a where are they now. So I told him that I parlayed a nice radio career into being a strip club DJ. So wait for that article to come out and I'll post it, everybody. I can't wait. Yeah, I bet. And that's what we do. We do strip clubs. In three, the Constitution. Three, Atlanta, the Constitution. Atlanta Journal. Get it right. That's the big newspaper in town, Glenn. They're going to do a big article on me in the big newspaper that no one reads. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Tim Rhodes. That's right. Atlantic Journal Constitution. Drink another sip here. Tim, is because you're so pretty and they can actually put your face in print. I have a face for radio, so. Yeah, I always thought I should have gotten in TV instead of radio. Maybe I would have been something other than a strip club DJ. So here we are, three strip club guys. We've been doing this for a long time. We like to talk about the business. And I want to talk, I want to start the show with this, Glenn. Okay. Hugh Hefner is 90 years old now. And they are saying that his health is failing and that Hugh could be the next guy to go in 2016. Wow. I say, is that news that he's, that he's 90? I always thought when people go, oh, it's so sad that he died. He was 92. No, it's not that sad. He lived a good fucking life. Oh, he lived a real good life. Hugh is 90 years old and has just been fucking playmates forever, right? And you know, he's 90 and still getting more ass than all of us combined. You know, he's still living in the Playboy Mansion. Did you know the deal that he made when he sold the Playboy Mansion? He said whoever buys it has to allow him to live there. Forever. Yeah, Which, but he's 90, so that's not going to be too long. But what a deal. Yeah, this young guy in California, he's like 32 years old, uh, bought the Playboy Mansion. And if you had that kind of cash, I wouldn't care. I want Hugh Hefner to live there all day, every day. I'd be scared to do that deal because then, you know, they get tired of me living there. They might just knock me off or something to get rid of me. Uh, I don't I don't know. Hugh Hefner is just just there will there will never be another guy like him and there will never be that whole playboy mansion deal either where you just have a party and you fuck playmates all night long the right place at the right time during the right era and uh it'll never happen again so i was gonna say i heard back in the day that's what your house was like tim where's my cricket sound effect (laughs) yeah that's my that's my two-year-old shitting in his diaper that's exactly what's going on bill I want to say this. So I started looking up Playboy Playmates because I feel like the women, the strippers that we see today are so, to me anyway, because I've been in the business for a long time, they don't look like they used to. The women are not as hot as they used to. Glenn, will you back me on this one? Do you like the tattoos and all that? 
No, not particular. I'm not a big fan of the tattoo. Are you in front of your computer right now? I want everybody listening to this show to, to Google this. Are you ready? Yes. Google Candy Loving, L-O-V-I-N-G, Playboy Playmate, and hit the Google images or Yahoo images, whatever you're on. You'll know you found her when you see the huge areolas in this monster bush. She was the 25th anniversary Playboy Playmate. What year, Bill? 1979, January. Look at Candy Loving. Oh, God damn. Big natural titties. Yamaka size areolas. <laughs> A big, big, hairy, lovey bush on her. You know you're getting old when you think this is hot. Bullshit, Bill. No, this, no this girl's fucking great. Listen, I'm not saying I'm all into this this new younger generation either. Maybe just because I have a daughter older than most of the girls I work with. But I think the beauty was in the 90s. You know what I mean? Somewhere between where you're stuck and today. No, man. Look at Candy. Candy in 1979. OMG. You are Candy? I will jerk off to you later on today. Is that too much I was, information? I was three. <laughs> really? You're a young guy, man. Me, I was born in 64. Glenn was born in 30-something. <laughs> so are you, did you Google this yet, Glenn, or you need somebody to help you? I'm working on it. All right. So the deal is nowadays, for those of you that don't go into strip clubs much, every girl has a tattoo. Every girl. And when you find a girl who doesn't have a tattoo, you're like, ooh, look at her. She doesn't have a tattoo. And Bill, by the way, are you a completely nude club in Tampa? By the way, Bill works at the Gold Club in Tampa, Florida. Holla. No, uh, we're, we're topless. Um, topless full liquor. He's also been nominated, by the way, for DJ of the Year. Is that a Florida uh, thing? or? I saw that. Yeah, it's the uh, the uh, Night Moves Adult Entertainment Awards. It's uh, started here in Tampa about 25 years ago, the lap dance capital of the world. And uh, it's a local magazine that's been around for, well, this is their 24th year. And they uh, they give out awards for DJ of the Year, uh, you know, Dancer, Lifetime Achievement Awards. They bring in uh, like 30 or so porn stars from all over the country. Hey, Bill, for hey, the- Bill. Bill, I hate to cut you off. But I'm looking at more candy-loving pictures. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at it, too, and I was just saying, what the hell does he see in her? She's got more hair on her pussy than than Bill's got on his head. I can't really. do hair, man. Really, if you could just... It almost looks like a merkin that candy-loving has in these pictures. Glenn, have you found them yet? No, I'm having... <laughs> <laughs> you hear them in the background. Okay, Google. Candy-loving. <laughs> Dorothy Stratton is another one. We've all know that story, right? Of Dorothy, who was a Canadian and her husband was a shyster and said, we need to move to LA and make you a star. So they go to LA. Uh, Hugh Hefner finds out about her. They take pictures and she becomes this great playboy playmate. And then she wants to leave this guy because he's just a possessive asshole. And then he ends up killing her. Do you know the story of Dorothy Stratton? Yes. I don't. I was asking Bill, so I should. Oh, no, excuse no, me. No, but I'm looking at her, and she is kind of cute, actually. She's she's hot. Yeah, there's a Star Eighty. I think Star Eighty is the name of the movie of Dorothy Stratton and how she was Peter Bogdanovich, who was a director in the '70s. Listen to this story. So he ends up having a relationship with Dorothy Stratton. The husband finds out and kills Dorothy Stratton, and then Peter Bogdanovich ends up dating Dorothy Stratton's sister, and then marries her too. How about that motherfucker? 
That's some twisted Gotta shit. love the 70s and the 80s, don't you? Yeah. All right. Well, while Glenn's still trying to get Google, I'm going to get Drayton A on the phone. Drayton, I don't know. How would I describe Drayton A? I would say he's got a very intelligent mind, but he's overly opinionated. Intelligent and opinionated. I think he would take that. Are you ready? Here we go. Here we go. It's time for Dre's way or the highway. He's polarizing. He's opinionated. But if that offends you, my friend, tough shit. (laughs) I love when Dre comes on the show. Drayton live from Las Vegas right now. My man, how are you? Dude, uh, doing great. 81 degrees, not a cloud in the sky, nice little breeze. I'm, I'm here hanging out in Summerlin with some friends. It's about as good as it gets, man. It's about as good as it gets. I think people are really, really, they want to know how you got another job, Dre. And what are you doing right now? <laughs> <laughs> well, what the, the, the situation was is that I was really, um, I, I had, you know, like my, all my contracts were finished. I was out, I've been out for about six months. And, uh, you know, I was going to go full time into the, uh, marijuana business. And, uh, you know, I, I always wanted to do a club in Vegas. You know, it's one of those things where, you know, I, I felt like I did what I had to do in, in other States and stuff like that. But of course everybody always goes, well, you never did anything in Vegas. So when the opportunity came, I said, you know, well, this will be my last stop. And uh, I said, let's, let's, let's do Vegas and let's blow it up. So that's what I'm here to do. I'm here in Ve- beautiful Vegas to blow it up. Well, where are you and what are you doing? At what club? Well, I'm at uh, Centerfold's Cabaret across the street from the Hard Rock, formerly known as uh, Club Paradise. And uh, I've been here about two weeks now. Uh, our grand opening is on the 21st. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm basically retooling the club, re, re, redoing some things, uh, changing, uh, some things that are done. Hopefully it's a, it's a little bit different from, for Vegas. I, I think some of the things that we're putting together has never been done in Vegas. So uh, when we do the announcements on the 21st, I think we're going to get some, some very good response I'm hoping for, you know, cause I'm, I'm hopefully bringing something new Vegas hasn't seen yet. You know, I, I hate the clubs in Vegas. I'll just go ahead and say it. I don't like being there. You can't walk in the club and, and not be hounded by the 300 girls that are working at any given club. You don't have a time to breathe when you sit down. What is your take on the way things go down in, in Vegas right now? Because it's it's just hawk-like to me, the the Sapphire Treasure. Well, yeah, you're, you're, well you're absolutely right. The other clubs are really just big Walmarts. Uh, that, that's, that's right. But, uh, you know, this club was built uh, 40, 40 some years ago. Uh, so it's got a completely different feel to it. it. And I mean, my capacity is only 200, you know, even, you know, even though when you walk, walk in the club and you think, wow, this is, this is really cool. Cause it's set up very theater. Like, um, it's it, it, you know, really, to be honest with you, it's a very intimate setting. And that's what I think is one of our advantages is that, you know, we're, we're going to, we're going to bring back a little bit of different style, a little bit more customer service, a little bit more, you know, personal attention, than really what the other clubs can do. The other clubs, it's about volume. It's about numbers. It's about putting five, six, 700 people through the door and having 300 girls walking around. I'm going to, I'm going to take 50 or 60, maybe 70 of the very best, the cream of the crop and, and do it from a top talent standpoint and uh, make a more intimate setting. 
We were just talking about Hugh Hefner and the Playboy Playmates of old and Candy Loving in particular, who was just a phenomenal Playboy Playmate. No tattoos and a hairy pussy. How do you feel about that, Dre Engo? <laughs> I'm not, I, I'm old school. I'm, I'm just not, a, I'm not a huge tattoo fan. I mean, I, I know that uh, girls that are 19 and 20 and 23 think the tattoos look good. And, and some of them, it doesn't look bad. But the problem is, is that we all age. But how do you feel about Bush? That's what we want to know. How do you feel about the Bush? It's Wild Bill Drayton. What's going on, buddy? Hey, man. How you doing? I, I'm not. I'm. 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 A, I'm kind of. Uh, I'm, I'm an anti hair hair guy. I have been for a long, long, long time. I, I just think it gets in the way. No, we were you talking know? about the so. President Bush there. We know you're a Democrat <laughs> and how he was responsible for everything and. Uh, no, uh, I love it. We were, you know what? I forgot to bring this up, Bill, that a couple of people that I know are being let go as a DJ based on performance of the registers. And I don't know if I agree with that, that philosophy of, hey, you know what? The numbers are down from the last couple of years. We need to shake things up. We need to let these the DJs go. Let me ask you, Drayton, as a manager, would you ever put pressure on the DJ like that to, to make sure the numbers are good or else his job is in jeopardy? Well, I, what, what I can say is, is that I make everybody accountable. You know, um, everybody, everybody's give, assigned a task. Everybody's accountable. Uh, ultimately, the numbers are my responsibility. I don't put the numbers on anyone else except for myself. But I, I, I do hold everybody accountable. I mean, I mean, I think you know. I mean, to me, a DJ, all he has to do for me to work successfully with me is, really, I just want you to play really popular shit that my crowd knows. End of story. I don't give a shit what's new. I don't give a damn. I, if you're playing a song, you, half my audience better know that song or you're playing the wrong song. So, yeah, I'm known for taking a DJ going, you think half my audience knows this song? Well, let's come here. Let's go downstairs and you tell me which customer knows this song. Show me. Walk up to them and tell me which, ask them. See, see if they know this song. You know, uh, that's, that's sometimes dramatic, but, you know, sometimes you've got to get across to the DJ. Nobody knows this freaking song. So why are you playing it? Oh, no, this is a, no, 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 no. It's according to my audience that here. And look, I got nothing but 50-year-olds and you're playing a song by Justin fucking Bieber, dude. You know, I don't know why you're playing hey. a Justin Bieber song in a strip club. Don't you slam know, the beeps. We're all playing Bieber. Well, right? Don't don't slam the Biebs. We're all playing Bieber right now. Everybody loves the Bieber. Yeah, no, well, it's stupid. Not. It well, here, here's here's my feeling. It's stupid. Okay, no ahead. guy wants to hear just. No customer has ever said, "Hey, dude, DJ, put on some Justin Bieber for me, dude." No, Great. sorry. And we are on the same Suck. page here. What you and Glenn agree on something? Be yeah. Hold on. Yeah. See that it does happen. <laughs> well, go ahead, Glenn, and then I want to let yeah. I'll, I'll let Bill pontificate. Go ahead, Glenn. I couldn't agree more with what Drayton's saying. All right, that was a great take. Let me go to Wild Bill. Here's my, <laughs> here's my opinion. I agree the DJ can affect your numbers, no doubt, in a positive or negative way based on how good your DJ is. However, the numbers are not solely based on the DJ. There are other things that affect those numbers as well. I think if you assess the situation and you see your DJ is the problem, then yes, you put the pressure on your DJ. But if it's because your bartender's stealing or your waitress isn't humping enough to make their, you know, getting her ass out there, getting drink orders, if it's another another situation that's causing it, 
then no, don't put the pressure on your DJ. If he's the problem, put pressure on him. If he's not, leave him that alone. Well, I said that. There's so many other factors involved with numbers being down right now. I think Dre will back me on this one. It's not because the DJ is not playing Britney Spears, which is one of Drayton's favorites, by the way. It's Oops. it's because, yeah, it could be your bartender. It could be your hospitality staff. It could be the first person they see at the door, the door girl with that big fucking fishbowl tip bowl, which I hate. And to be, first of all, Dre, how do you feel about the tip bowl being at the front door for your, for your hostess taking money from customers? Never liked it. Never liked it. I think, I think it sets a bad precedent right from the start from when the customer walks in the door. You know, well, Hey, let, let me touch uh, back on this- something. Drayton, something you said. I totally agree with customers knowing the music. I've preached for years. Genre is not as important as era. I think you need to cater your era to your crowd and uh, make sure that the stuff you play is ultra popular. Top 10, top 20, whether it be from the 70s. Yeah, because you have to understand the studies have been done. I mean, the studies have been done. After 15 minutes, if you don't know the music, it's called noise. Absolutely. 15 minutes. That's it. I tell you, the girls call me the DJ of old school, but that's because I play the popular music from all the eras. And even though they might not be what they would have picked, they enjoy it because they know the songs as well. You know, they sing along. They know the beat. You know what I mean? You just got to play popular music. Well, I've been saying play the hits for I'll tell you what the problem is at a lot of clubs that that, that Tim was just bringing up, you know, and and why things are down. Well, of course, there are are a lot of factors, but one of those huge ones I have found out here, just in some of the investigating that I did, is that you have a, a huge amount of staff that has absolutely no idea what they sell. Absolutely none. I can tell you right now, I went to all the clubs, you know, just about all of them in here, and waitresses don't know the difference between a brute champagne, a dry champagne, or a demi-sec champagne. They have no idea. So well, how can you sell something? How can you, even when I ask them about certain wines, they have, you know, is, is this one particularly sweet? What, what, what type of, what type of wine is this exactly? They just look at me, I don't know. <laughs> well, what, what are you doing? What kind of, how can you sell anything? Cause all, all a strip club is, is a sales organization. That's all it is. And your number one seller is what? It's alcohol. So how can you have a bunch of people in your club that have no idea how to sell the alcohol? Cause they don't know what it is. It makes no sense to me. You know, and I had, and I've had to go on and explain to people. I said, you realize brute champagne. You realize what that means. Do you know what brute means? It's brute because it's brutal to drink. It contains no sugar. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's called brute for brutal. You know? Uh, so, I mean, you're telling, you're telling strippers that they like to drink something sweet and you're selling them brute champagne and they're pouring it out you know, in the buckets. And they don't want to buy it. They don't want to drink it because it tastes like shit. Well, instead of selling them brute champagne, how about you, you know, sell them a demi-sec? And they all look at me and go, what the hell's a demi-sec? I'm like, oh, great. So you guys are selling $1,000 bottles of champagne or trying to, and you have no idea what it is. But then you better, you better make sure you tip them at least 30% or else they'll get mad and give you attitude at the end. That's another thing that I fucking noticed that these servers are so concerned with their tip that the, the service is out the door. Do you know what tip stands for people to ensure prompt service? Isn't it? What is, what does tip stand for? Something like that. Glenn, jump in any minute, man. Anytime you want, Glenn. Ensure proper service. What is it? To ensure proper service. Well, there you go. Well, we're not getting well, it. Well, I, I tell the girls like this. Tip is actually gratuity. Gratuity means they're grateful for something you did. So do something to make them grateful. And, and that's, a, that's another, another thing that dancers don't understand. You know, I love it when a dancer comes up to me and says, well, why do you always take care of her? 
I saw you just match her up with a customer. I said, well, because she takes care of my staff. And she goes, oh, I see. So you're going to take care of the girls that tip it all first. I go, yeah. Uh, yes, <laughs> yeah. yes yeah. we are. Uh. That's exactly what I'm going to do. I said, you do realize the bartender does the same thing. The waitress does the same thing. Everybody does the same thing. Do you think because my it's staff or management or something like that that we're somehow different? <laughs> no, here's, we're people too. Here's what you, you know? do. You and we're going to take care of those that take care of us. You tell a dancer this, and I've done this before. I go, because I've had the same discussion with girls before, and they go, I just don't know why you just, I said, let me tell you something. You got this customer right here that wants to pay you $100 a dance, and you got this guy that's going to give you $10 a dance. Uh, which one are you going to? And they're like, well, yeah. the $100 dance. I said, well, he just tipped you $90 on that one dance. Do you get it now? And they say no, and then walk away. Well, you know, another thing that strikes me is funny. Nowadays, the girls come up, I only made $8 that set. Well, 20 years ago when I started, girls come up and say, man, I made $4. That's four guys that want to see me. Now these are, I only made eight. I only made $19. What do you mean you only made it? See, they don't. They don't uh, appreciate the tips anymore. They expect. Well, how about, how about how about this? How about the, what, what just happened to me the other night? You know, I've only been here a couple of weeks. Like the second or third night I was here, I had a dancer get off stage and she was all angry. And I said, what's the matter? And she said, well, the girl before me made $18 or $20 on her set. And I, I made nothing. I go, yeah, well, go thank your waitress. And she goes, what? What does my waitress have anything to do with that? I said, you realize there's five guys sitting at the, at, at the stage, right? And she goes, Yeah. I said, do you think they're printing dollar bills out of their asshole? I said, they're out of ones. It's not like they didn't want to tip you, but your waitress, which I'm going to go now tell her, is, has to continually sell ones to the people at the stage. If they don't, you're not going to get tipped. So now walk over to the waitress and say, thank you very much. I'm out 20 bucks because you weren't doing your job. Yeah, it's And horrible. the waitress is looking and well, we've never been told that. I said, you've never been told to sell ones to the stage? I said, do you do you guys also think they print them out of their asshole, or do you think they run out of them? <laughs> and they're like, oh, I guess they run out. I go, yeah. And yeah, this is why Drayton's yeah. such a joy to work for, everybody. And, uh, oh, man. Uh, you know, I had a girl, and look, I love the girls at our club. The deal at my club is you have to give them five to get topless or ten to get nude on stage. That's a Bill Hagood thing. That's not something that I really like i think they should go with the just get naked and let guys tip them but girls want to wait until they have at least five to go topless 10 to go nude and i had a girl like on her 30 seconds left in the last song guy finally came up and gave her some cash she got topless she proceeded to turn around walk away from the guy the song ended and she put her top back on and walked off stage and didn't go near the guy to say hey thanks i mean that's it in a microcosm isn't it the girls they don't even know to go and thank the customers that tip them on on stage I don't get it. No, I'm, I'm, guys, I got to go. Okay, what's going on? Tell I got to run. I got I got an appointment, but it's, it's nice talking with you. <laughs> oh, man. Now I want to know what happened. I, yeah, I'm sorry. I got I got to go. Your marijuana deal came through? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. I could swear I heard somebody in the background saying, stand with your hands against the wall, spread your feet. Yeah, what'd you do? <laughs> uh, we'll never right, know. Guys. Bye-bye. I got to run. Oh, no. Well, damn. I want to know what happened. I wanted to talk to him about the election. Damn. Fuck. Bill was going to bet Dre Nathan $500 Nate. that Trump's going to win. Dre Nathan, I mean. Dre Nathan. The fuck is that? <laughs> Sounds like a porn star. Dre Nathan. I don't know. Dre Nathan. It's funny. I put together a saying of the naysayers. Anybody who doesn't agree with Drayton. <laughs> but you know what? Every time I have him on the show, I agree with him on, yeah, a, on a lot I of what he too, says. But online, I can't get along with the guy. 
I don't agree with him. What don't you agree with, Glenn? I think you just don't like him. You just agreed no, with him, Glenn. I, I agreed with him earlier, but I, I wanted to go back to the music and blaming the DJs. I don't understand that. He wasn't blaming the DJs. He actually was defending the DJs by saying, look, just play the hits and you'll have a job forever. My point was I know a couple guys are getting relieved from their jobs based because the numbers are down, and I think that's bullshit. If you've been there for a long time, you continue to do a solid job. You show up every night. You're not a problem. You're good at what you do, and you're gonna bl- fucking blame the DJ because the numbers are down. Well, see, we have. I have a parachute because I can't play anything that's not been approved by management, and so that doesn't happen. If they don't like the song, it's because the general manager is the one that approved it. Well, I'll be honest. I play music that uh, might not be exactly what the entire room is looking for, but sometimes you have to appease your dancers. But I make sure as soon as I finish that song, I get right back to something that they're going to like again so that they don't leave. You know what I mean? I believe customer retention has a lot to do with the DJ. It has also to do with the service, the quality of your girls, the amount of your girls. But it really has a lot to do if the DJs playing music they recognize, they enjoy, or not. Because if you don't like the music or know the music, you're going to leave a lot sooner than if you're enjoying yourself uh, and lost in the music. I used to believe that until I started doing EDM at my club. If I tried to appease the dancers, we'd be playing all that bullshit that nobody likes. We don't even play that. You play what we play. Well, I mean, it's within limits, Glenn. I don't. I, I definitely keep uh, everything mainstream, top forty. But I, I do stray away from the top ten a lot uh, early in the night when it's not very busy to appease the women. So later on, they let me do what I have to do. You know, it's kind of a give and take. Let's get back to Candy Loving's areolas. How huge they are, and that big hairy pussy, mm-hmm. little heart. Little heart shaped pussy. Oh, yeah, Glenn. Let's talk about that. How uh, hot was Candy loving? Not a tattoo on her body. Mm-mm. Talk what about year, her hair. What year is this? What year is this? 1979. Oh, that was hot. Hot, mm-hmm. hot, hot. It's like my sophomore year in high school. Uh, Tim well, Rhodes. Hold Dorothy on. I'll tell Stratton's a story. hotter than she is. I'll right? tell you a story. Tim Rhodes had a chance to go out with a majorette at North Miami High School. Sure, she'd been practicing all day for homecoming. Sure, she had to do the halftime show. Sure, it was a hot day. Sure, her pussy smelled when I got her into my car. Uh-huh. Whoa, whoa, it didn't whoa. matter. It was all that Tim, hair. It, Tim, it didn't matter. I cut through that like Charlie did in Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> What happened to Drayton? What did he have to do that he left our show? I don't know, man. He said he just had a baby. We didn't get to. He has a. He's a father now and everything. I think. Lots of changes going on with Drayton. We'll never know. We'll have to maybe get him on the show in the next couple weeks. He's on a radio show in the middle of the show. I gotta go. I gotta go. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I want to ask him. I think it's because we're DJs. That's what it is. We're DJs. I want to find out how he's paying the DJs, and if there's a job opening, maybe one of our guys can can go work for the Dre. I think he offered Dane a job already. Well, I'll tell you. Whoa, 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 whoa. Nobody was supposed to know that line. He was talking about good money opportunities. And that's funny because in the past, that's not normally the term I hear associated with working for Drayton. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, Bill, 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 what? Let it breathe. 
So long. Take care now. Bye bye then. Bye. Strip Club Radio is coming to a close. But don't worry, baby. We'll be back soon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go to stripclubradioshow.com or search Strip Club Radio on iTunes. This concludes our broadcast day. Bye bye. See you next time.